Walker can tip it. Bryant with the save. Oh, you got to get a shot here. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. All right, welcome back to the Rec Center Podcast. We're here with episode number 14. I'm your host, Samir, joined by my co-host, Johnny. As always, Johnny, what's up, man? What's up, guys? So this is take three. We had take techni- three. technical difficulties in our first two takes. <laughs> so Yeah, um, we've tried to intro this podcast three times, and each time we've come up with a new, new intro <laughs> because each time... You know, the internet in one of our houses just hasn't liked the uh, the intro and it just cuts out. Yeah. It hears, it, hears us, it hears us give this really bad intro and it's like, nope, nope, do it again. Yeah. So <laughs> get, your, get your ish together, Rogers. Come on, pick it up here. Hey, man, I'm just going to say it's all good on my side. So all right. maybe Johnny needs to get his <laughs> ish together. <laughs> the Leafs definitely got their ish together today, man. Kinda. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> bang bang. I guess. I guess third time's the charm, right? Yeah, third time is the charm. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, as Johnny kind of alluded to, we're in the NHL and we're back covering the Leafs. So, yeah. I mean, Johnny, how do you feel about them right now? I mean, they're sitting at the top of the division, man. You you can't really have any complaints. Well, yes, you can. Um, they lost, so. I mean, they won today uh, in a game that was kind of like, kind of boring to watch. Um, two yeah. one over the Senators. Uh, Freddie Anderson played really, really great. Um, defensively, they weren't the tightest we've seen them be. Uh, they were they were allowing the Senators to get some uh, pretty decent chances on Anderson, and Anderson was playing it at the top of his game, and so they pulled out a win today against the Senators, but. Man, that last game, so Monday's game, today's Wednesday the 17th. 17th, uh, yeah. Yep. So the, the game on Monday the 15th of February, man, oh. that was like, they're, they're up 5-1 and they end up losing that game in overtime 6-5. It, and before that, they had a real good run where they won 6-7. of seven, And yeah. you it, it was like, you almost saw a letdown game coming at some point with this team, right? Like, you're just so accustomed to them, like, <laughs> finding a way to, like, shit the bed, for lack of a better term, um, yeah. that it was going to happen. And they're up 5-1, and you're thinking, okay, this is the Senators. There's no way that, like, you know, they they let the Senators back into it. All of a sudden, it's 5-2, yeah. 5-3, and it's 5-4, and you're like, holy crap, what the hell just happened? So yeah, yeah, the the key the key there is like yeah they lost and you know what that's the game that they have no business losing, um, and they gotta find a way to close that out. But at the end of the day, they lost in overtime, so they still pick up a point, which is crucial. Right. Right. So right. in the grand scheme of things, is it the worst case, the worst thing in the world? No, but it's just like it's it's so Leafs, right? <laughs> be up five yeah. of one and then lose the game six five just uh one of those yeah, annoying yeah. things right about the leaves yeah um 
I was I was really surprised with the way they started off the month, right? Like yeah. I know in our last podcast we were talking about how the month of February was going to be tough because they had three games against the Canucks and then two against the uh the Canadians right yep. after that, right? Yep. So um we were like okay, that's going to be a tough stretch like you know, no way they kind of have the same result as they did in January with winning all these games and you know, being atop the division and kind of running away with it. But to my surprise, that's exactly what they did. Yeah. You know, like you alluded to, they won six of the last seven games before um, Monday's epic collapse. And, yeah. uh, you know, they got back on track tonight. So good to see that. But what does this team kind of look like right now, man, from a playoff standpoint? Because, I mean, we're not really interested in regular season success yeah. anyways, right? Yeah. Like, I mean... This with this type of team with this caliber of wingers and centers and um goalie even, like we're we're vying for championships, right? We're not talking about the regular season, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. This team like it, it it's kinda weird, man. Like it seems like they're beating up on teams that really aren't like the cream of the NHL. Like if you compare the divisions, like the Canadians are a decent team, I think. But like, if you compare, yeah. like, let's if we look if we're looking at the East Division, right? You got the Bruins, Islanders, Flyers, Capitals, and Penguins. Like that division yeah. is stacked, right? Like, so whoever comes out of that division is going to be a really tough matchup in like the final four of the NHL playoffs, and less so in the Central Division. Um, but like, most of the teams in the Central Division are pretty competitive. Uh, whereas the East Division seems to be a little bit more, uh, I feel like, like the strongest division in in the NHL, and so, yeah, man, I just feel like yeah, they're they're at the top of the division, but I feel like they're beating up on like some weaker teams, and that's not and that's not their fault because you play who you play, but yeah, you can't um, choose that. Yeah, you can't you can't really dictate who you play, but it's like. Man, you got ten game ten games against the Senators, right? And I mean, those should be like give me points, but the Leafs have lost what two out of the four games that they've played against the Senators. So yeah, they're five hundred against the Senators yeah, right now. Apparently, <laughs> apparently not, right? So yeah, like I I see this team. I just hope they're prepared for the playoffs because yeah, it's it looks like they have the capability to run away with a division. And I I just hope they don't pick up any bad habits and things things of that nature. Because when it comes to again, like this team's gonna be dictated by how they play in the playoffs. Even the North Division playoffs on on their own, like it's not gonna be easy, right? Like if you're playing the Oilers or the Flames in the first round, like that's not an easy matchup. You got Connor oh, McDavid, yeah, sure. Drysaitel. Like we've we've seen them lose a couple or a game or two to the Oilers this season as well so yep. it's not going to be a cakewalk in the playoffs so it's really important that we see them like that senators game like we see them put teams away like as the season progresses because that's the kind of mentality that this team needs to have um going forward if they're gonna eye a final four berth in the nhl playoffs yeah i think you hit the nail right on the head man i think at this point this team has the talent to win yep you know, when you come, when it boils down to it, you know, NHL teams have won with less talent than what the Leafs are holding right oh, now yeah. on their roster, oh, right? Yeah. And 
it should be it's it's all about the mental game now. It's all about going out there and uh you know kind of having that mentality that you know the Bruins have with us in the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? Like they just have that mentality that you know we're going to beat this team. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, right? Yeah. That's why that's why we always seem to collapse against that kind of team. And that's why um, Kyle Dubas came out in the offseason and kind of said, you know, this team's soft. It needs a it needs a mentality reset. You know, you need to get the grit back in there and, and those kinds of things because it's evident, right? Like, we, we kind of come in and, and we're lackadaisical. And, and again, that showed, that showed on Monday, right? Like, it's yep. that... It's it's losing that mental battle with yourself. Okay, you're up five one. Let's just you know hang around. Like let's 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 chill out a little bit. You know, obviously it's a long grueling season. If you do get up five one, yeah, sure, you take it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to play all the way to to the max like you're grinding out for a win. But at the same time, you know when that first or second goal comes in. You gotta, you gotta have that mentality and that switch in your head, right? And you just gotta turn it on and say, okay, you know what? We gotta go out and score another one now, yeah, that's enough, and right? try to get another one, yep. right? Like you see this so often in hockey too. Like when a team kind of lets up, it's like all the other team needs, right? Like is, yep. it's, and that's what I kind of find is really beautiful about the sport and something I really enjoy about it is that like, you know, these big comebacks happen and they happen fast sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Like a a four goal deficit was essentially erased in a period yep right and then the the winning goal in overtime so within two periods you scored six goals to win the game essentially yeah 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 right or five goals but it's just crazy like i i think um for for these guys right now it has to all be about mentality i don't know if there's moves that they should make to bring in some vet veteran presence obviously you know that's kind of the role that thornton's there for i think yeah is um you know to provide that veteran leadership but you know maybe they need somebody else too you know maybe they need somebody who's who's a little bit more gritty and 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 uh you know can can tell them like you know like this isn't the time to slow down yeah but yeah they need to they need to keep going man they, and then yeah like you said they need to start stepping on necks and shutting games down before they start as the season progresses or you know come playoffs we're gonna be in in for a rocky ride yeah so like again we we talk about we talk about this a lot with like the nets and i remember we talked about yeah. how like they had a one off against the wizards right um yep at, even though it was a one off it wasn't something that we could completely ignore and i think th- this right. is the same thing with the with the leafs man like this is a one off i don't see them blowing another four goal lead hopefully this season um but like this is something that we have to keep an eye on like we can't just completely ignore it and dismiss it because this team has yeah. like this this is what we've seen from them right like they find ways to lose games that they shouldn't really be losing and that's the type of like like we've been talking about like that mentality you need to have that mentality to be like okay you know what we're going to we're going to shut it down right now and this team there's when Ottawa scored that second goal that's when like it should have hit them like okay that's enough right let's let's finish them off but mm-hmm. it never happened and i mean part of it i mean you can always blame the goaltender for it but man anderson came back today and he played extremely well um the leafs again weren't their sharpest tonight but um anderson was there they were giving up some really 
good like grade A scoring chances to the centers and Anderson played huge. Uh, he built them out of that game and it, that allowed them to get the, that second goal and then cling on to that lead for, to finish it off. Uh, so that's that's another key, man. Like we see it so often in the playoffs. Um, if a goalie gets hot, right, and he's he can carry the team all the way to the cup. Yeah. So, and Anderson has that capability, right? Like he can play, uh, he can play to that level where he can carry the Leafs to to a uh, to a Stanley Cup berth or um, to the final four in the playoffs. But like. It shouldn't come to that because we know the amount of talent this team has, right? So mm-hmm. I just hope that they they learn something about from that six five loss to the Senators, and yeah. they learn how to you know just step on teams' necks and finish them off when they have that opportunity. Because we've seen this, yeah. we've seen this, uh, we've seen this movie before, and it, if it continues <laughs> to go this. <laughs> go like the way it did on monday it won't it won't be fun right yeah 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 Yeah, that's so that's such a a, uh that's such a good actual um comparison between them and kind of the nets right yeah somebody we expect to kind of just go out there and dominate but doesn't really happen sometimes and then you're left wondering why right Mm mm-hmm i wanted to dive into some of the uh kind of the deeper storylines that come out of where the Leafs are right now. Um, one of them being Frederick Anderson. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Frederick Anderson? Do you think he can lead this team in a playoff run? Or, you know, should we sell his stock now and try to get somebody else? No, man. I'm I'm on the Anderson uh, train. I think he's a... Okay. I think he's a... He's one of the el- top elite uh, goaltenders in the game. It's just he... He he doesn't have a he lets in those soft goals every once in a while, and that's a that's what gets you like scratching your head like come on buddy we we know you can do better, but yeah yeah man I think I think he has it in him. Um, I'm not I'm I don't think they need a change in net. It's just there's a lot of young guys on this team and the growing pains of a young team. You can see him right so. Even yeah. though they've been together for a really long time or, or for a few years now, um, they're still like Austin Matthews. What he's like twenty three years old, twenty two years old, right? So a mm-hmm. lot of these guys are young, and they're starting to. I'm. I think they're starting to figure it out now, especially on the defensive end. I mean, that six five game wasn't an example of that, but the majority of their games they've they've been pretty solid defensively, and that defensive mindset, that defensive. Uh, improvement the improvement in their defensive game in my opinion is a sign of their maturity where they're more yeah. committed to playing a whole like 200 foot game and they're not just going out and trying to do it all in the offensive zone they realize the importance of you know uh, backtracking into into their own end and playing hard in the corners and all that and all that good stuff yeah. so yeah. I think I think there is some signs of maturity with this team, um, and I'm I, I think that six five game was also just another, just another sign, just another thing for them to think about. Like, hey, man, that can't happen again, and I don't I don't foresee it happening again either, man. Yeah. 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 
I kind of agree with you on the Frederick Anderson part. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been a fan of Freddie. I think he's a great goaltender. Um, you know, like you said, some of the boneheaded plays kind of make no sense to me. And obviously, you know, I'm in no place to judge. Like I'm not a, I'm not a pro skater or a, uh, or a goalie. And, you know, those pucks come fast and sometimes one might squeak by, Mm -hmm. you know, but like, you know, if we hail him as an elite goaltender, then, you know, I don't think that those should be the pucks that get by him, right? Like, if somebody just comes and just dangles through, like what Connor McDavid does to some, 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 yeah. uh, to us sometimes, yeah. you know, if something like that happens, sure, you know, those goals, I get it. But some of these softer goals, I just, again, I question the mentality behind it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, did you fall asleep on that play? What happened, yep, right? Yep. Like, it's it's those kinds of things that you can't have done. And I, I know we talked about this before, but it seems like he lets in a couple soft ones and then all of a sudden the door is closed. Yep. You know, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're five on one, yep. you know, he's not going to let the puck go in. That's the thing, so, man. Like we've seen those soft goals go in in the playoffs as well. It's not only in the regular season, right? Yeah, that's the problem, yep. right? Is that's that the, that's the issue. You, first you have first you have the five guys in front of you playing soft. Mm hmm. And then, you know, your goaltender isn't in there to kind of, um, you know, sure up the net. And he's also playing soft. So a soft goal goes in. Now, now you're on the back of your, now you're on the, you're on your back heels. You're kind of reeling Mm -hmm. and you have to play out of a hole, right? Like too many times in the playoffs, we start playing out of holes and um, it's tough, right? Yeah. This might be a hot take, man, but hey man, this is rec center podcast. So deal with it (laughs) um but like let's just in a world where the leafs so i feel like in order for the leafs to like let's say win the cup freddie anderson's gonna have to go on a like on a streak on a hot streak where he plays really well i agree and he's gonna have to do that at the right time in the playoffs right and i don't doubt that he has the capability but i think if let's just say that this year he gets really hot in the playoffs and they go all the mm-hmm. way and end up, let's say, winning the cup. I don't know if I trust Anderson to do that a second time, man. Right? Oh. So, like, if if for whatever, however it happens, let's say the Leafs go out and they win the cup this year. Yeah. And Anderson's hot. His history shows us that, hey, man, this guy is a hit or miss right like he he yeah. he's a he's a street he's kind of a streaky goaltender where he has stretches where he plays really well and then he'll have some mediocre stretches and maybe a couple games here or there which you're looking at how is this guy in the nhl but yeah so i just feel like if he gets hot and they go all the way i don't know if he's i don't know if he's capable of repeating that right just because of his track record yeah, I I can see that. I mean, you know, he came in a super hot goaltender too, right? And he kind of dropped off a little bit when he came to the Leafs, right? Mm. Like originally. So, um, I could see that, yeah. But are you suggesting that we, we let him go in the summer then? If we do win the cup? I mean, see, that's the thing. Like, no, no one's going to let go of a, a goaltender that they just won the cup with, right? Yeah. Um, that's not usually how the NHL business works. And yeah. honestly, I wouldn't want them to do that either. I'd, I'd want to 
I'd want to bet on the fact that maybe he'd learn something about himself and how to channel that <laughs> inner, like, you know, uh, yeah. that inner Freddie Anderson that stops every puck. So yeah. I would bet on that. And, but yeah, I wouldn't say let, let, let him go in the off season, but it's just something like, again, something that we can keep an eye on, right? Like, uh yeah for sure his history has shown us that hey this is the way he plays and so it's just going to be interesting if they if they go ahead and go all the way does he have the capability to repeat that and i'm not sure he does just because of his track record so that's just something that we can we can look into or we can look at as 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 time progresses right yeah, the Leafs. Yeah. The Leafs also picked up uh, Alex Gelchenyuk. Did you yep. see that? Yeah, man. Yeah, I did. I was initially, I was like, "Holy crap!" They picked up Gelchenyuk, and then I remembered, man, this guy kind of he started off really well in Montreal, and then kind of like yeah. disappeared. Just been bouncing around. Yeah. Yeah, and I just saw like a little meme on, I think it's on on Twitter, and it's. Alex Gelchenyuk trying to find which team he's on, and it's uh, the weekend from from the Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> in the backstage. In the backstage. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious, man, man. The internet is undefeated when it comes to memes. Man. It's so funny, man. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Sheldon Keefe kind of talked about Gelchenyuk, and he said, you know, he's gonna he's gonna compete for the bottom six spots on the roster, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And. I don't know, like, I mean, maybe, you know, you find a lot of these guys who have lost their way, you know, they come into a situation where they don't have to do too much to succeed, and that might bring them back to life, right? Yeah. So, um, maybe that is, maybe that is a really, really good pickup that we look at um, in a couple months from now and say, wow, like, you know, Gelchenyuk is really killing it on the third line for us and looks almost like a se- first or second liner, right? Yeah. And He's playing on a third line. So that's the upside. And I mean, the downside is that you gave away a couple prospects that you probably wanted to keep long term. Yeah. But, you know, you're rolling for cups now and in the in the near future. So, you know, prospects are what you have to give up to try and get these kind of gambles in, right? Like he's a gamble. You don't know what's going to happen with him, yeah. right? But I I mean, like the the two guys that they flipped for him, Korshkov, and I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, it was the goaltender. Um, was it a goaltender or a defenseman? I thought it was a. I thought it was a goaltender. Uh, defenseman David Warofsky, right? So oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, so Warofsky, like the fact that I had to look this guy up speaks volumes, right? Yeah. Like this guy wasn't in their plans to play. He was a thirty-year-old defenseman who played the majority of his career i think he was in with the marlies so i mean again he wasn't gonna play with the leafs so they move on from him sure and then they have korshkov they drafted him in the same draft as austin matthews i believe and he was uh i think it was a second round pick so yeah they move on from him and was he gonna play with the leafs Maybe, uh, but again, he was probably going to be like a bottom six forward anyways. And Gelchenyuk is probably going to be a bottom six forward as well. But he's also got some NHL experience. He's also got a 30 goal season in him. 
So yeah, that's true. Like, I don't think there's calculated any- risk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't think there's anything that the Leafs lose here. Um, it's all upside in my opinion. Um, Alex right. Gilchenyuk, I don't expect him to come in and start scoring on a 30 goal pace or anything, but man, like he has potential, right? And especially with uh, yep. Wayne Simmons out, so you need some, you need, you need to inject a little bit of a secondary scoring. And if you can do that with a guy like Gelchenia, why not, right? And yeah, the yeah. the best part about this, I'm really hoping that Gelchenyuk, like he can figure it out with the Leafs, because imagine a Leafs and Montreal like second round matchup. <laughs> oh man, that that would be You're all juicy. about the storylines today, <laughs> man. All about the storylines. That would be really juicy, man. I'd like to see that. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. The other topic I kind of wanted to get into concerning the Leafs um, is the second line struggles. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I'm going to give you some February stats Yeah. Uh, for the two most important people on the second line, John Tavares and William Nylander. Yep. In the month of February, Nylander has three points. Yep. They're all... They're all from the first game with Vancouver on February 4th, and they were all assists. So he has no goals yep. in February, and he has three assists in one game, and ever since then, he's been putting up zeros. Goose eggs. Goose eggs. Tavares has five points Yeah. total, um, one goal, and four assists. You know, um, that is not enough production, man. In half a month, that is not enough production, especially coming off like they both had great Januaries. Yeah, they did. They started out real good. They started out real good. Um, You know, like just looking here, (laughs) January 13th alone, one day, you know, Nylander had three points and the next two nights after he had another point. So, you know, he's in two games. He did what he's done all of February. Mm-hmm. Right. And same thing with Tavares. Tavares had Tavares had five points in two nights and he's had five points in all of February this far. Yeah. Right. So you're definitely seeing some production struggles out of those two. And um, that's big, but you know, we're still scoring a lot of goals, right? And mm-hmm. it almost begs the question, like, is it time to move one of these guys? Man, you really want to you know? trade, eh? Like, no, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just thinking, because, like, you know what? Like, if we're, like, if you're thinking about it, right? Like, yeah, of course you want all the firepower you can get. Yeah. And personally, like, after Austin Matthews, Nylander is my, my, my next favorite player on the team. Yeah. So... I would be hurt to see him move. Um, and I know John Tavares is going nowhere. Yeah. So really what I'm suggesting here is a <laughs> Nylander move. Yeah. But, you know, you could get some serious value for, for Nylander. And, you know, this kind of, I mean, it's kind of like, not that he's not a great player or, you know, that he doesn't have the tools to be a great player. Mm-hmm. But it's really like, do we need that great player? Mm-hmm. Or do we need somebody else? Yeah. You know, that's what I'm kind of thinking with this. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. Like, maybe maybe you think this is just a blip. 
um you know a bad one two three four five six game <laughs> stretch yeah <laughs> it sounded like lebron in miami one, there for two, a second three. <laughs> <laughs> not one not two uh, not two not three not three <laughs> but uh yeah what do you think obviously you don't sound like you want to move anybody but what do you think uh so again if we look at the big picture here yeah definitely he's these two have had a rough uh, February. Trust me, I know. I have both of these guys on my fantasy team. So, it's been rough. Uh, yeah. Having said that, John Tavares, he's played 16 games. He's got 5 goals, 10 assists, 15 points. That's about a point per game. And if you look at uh, Nylander, he's got 4 goals, 12 assists, Uh 12 assists? No. Four goals, eight assists for 12 points. Eight assists. Yeah. yeah. So you're looking at just under a point per game, right? Um, so, man, like, I'm not too concerned. Like, these guys will find a way to start contributing again. We got to remember, man, they're playing, like, this season is, like, a season like no weather, where teams, like, you play each other so often that teams know yeah. how to play against you right yeah and that's true. so i mean that hasn't stopped austin matthews the guy's on fire he's got 14 goals in 16 games Ooh. right Ooh. but again like matthews has that uh, i'm not saying like john tavares is elite you can argue william nylander is elite as well but matthews has an elite skill set with his shot right like he's he's a sniper so and not a lot of goalies can save a shot from uh, from the uh, from the faceoff dot f- coming from Austin Matthews. So, having said that, I think like even in today's game, man, John Tavares had some really good opportunities to score, and you can tell, man, it's frustrating him that he's been having this having such a tough time um, putting the puck in the net. But I'm yeah. not worried, man, because these guys again. Tavares is just about on a point per game pace and Nylander's at about maybe like a 70 point season pace right now. So yeah, I'm not too worried. I think they're going to come around. It's just a matter of time. And with the whole Wayne Simmons, we got to realize Wayne Simmons and Joe Thornton were out. And so a lot more of the, like the load of, scoring and all that a lot of the the defensive schemes of the other teams were going to be focused more like on those two guys because they don't yeah that's true like they had i think i think uh Nylander or Tavares and Nylander both had Simmons on the other side so Simmons was playing getting some second wing or second line time so and they lost their second line winger and then they they got like a carousel going on on that one side, trying to figure out who's going to play that wing. So there's been injuries, yep. COVID, the schedule. Um, despite all of that, these guys are still, in the grand scheme of things, they're playing pretty They're playing pretty well. Um, so I'm not too worried. I think this is just, they're going through a rough patch here, and I think they'll start light, lighting it up really, really yeah. quickly now. Yeah, the other thing I was thinking about was maybe, you know, it goes back to that whole mentality thing, right? Like, maybe it's about 
um not being as aggressive like i know like i've watched a lot of the games too and mm-hmm. like this is maybe more of a criticism for nylander yeah. but um you know john Tavares, yeah i've seen him all season we've seen him miss like weird weird shots that he shouldn't miss mm-hmm. right like and like just things or just things just don't go his way like i mean he'll get a bounce but then the goalie will be there just in time to mm-hmm. save it something it's just silly things that you know he should be scoring a lot more goals than he has and mm-hmm. you know you can see from his effort like i don't doubt his effort but you know Nylander seems like more of the guy that kind of seems lackadaisical at times mm-hmm. and at least to me like you know he needs to he needs to really go out there and and uh even though he's on the second line, you know, he should be he should be killing these guys like if as if he's on the first, right? Yep. Like it shouldn't be a, it it really shouldn't be a competition between him and other second liners. Man. It shouldn't. Like he's so good. It shouldn't. And like he should he should really be eating these guys, right? Like it's almost like it's putting a starter on your bench, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it is. Yep, yep, yep. So um, I don't know. Maybe you're right about the whole, you know, Wayne Simmons, Joe Thornton injuries, you know, less guys to deal with. And therefore, you know, you can focus in more on guys like Nylander and Taveras. And, you know, you can't stop Austin Matthews, like you said, you know, he's just an absurd talent. And obviously Mitch Marner is going to do what Mitch Marner does with his speed. So, yep. Um. Yeah. Maybe you're right. I mean, that's a good point. That uh, they definitely could have been zeroing in on them more, and we might see them open it up. But you know, it's notable. It's something to look at and say, okay, you know, the team's on an upward swing for the most part, but these guys are kind of going down. So you know, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's right? just. I, I think it's just been a rough few games for these guys, especially Nylander. Like he hasn't contributed much. Tavares, like, he's picked up an assist here. And he hasn't there, contributed right? at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Tavares hasn't scored in a few games, but he's still picking up some points here and there. But yeah. I I think they'll pick it up, man. I, I'm not too worried about these two. Um, They've shown it in the past. Like, Tavares, he's had 40 goal seasons the first two seasons he's been here. And uh, yeah. Nylander, again, after, after that crazy negotiation with his contract... <laughs> Um, he's yeah. proven that like he's a he's a solid offensive contributor on this team, so I'm not too worried about him. I think they'll pick it up. Uh, it's just a matter of time, man. I think I think the next game against the Senators, like I think that game will be a little bit more open than than this game was today, and that's the game where I'm I'm th- I'm I'm gonna see. I'm like I might even. Oh, it's tomorrow. Yeah, they they play the Senators tomorrow, so it was a back to back. Yeah. So tomorrow night, look out for John Tavares and William Nylander. They're they're gonna put up. Tavares is gonna have at least three points. William Nylander will have at least two. Ooh. You heard it here first. Wow. Get your bets in okay. now, boys. Go hit the over on those because they're definitely not uh, predicting that in Vegas. So <laughs> yeah. wherever you can hit Dude. the over, hit the over on those Dude. two, I guess, is what we're saying. I was li- <laughs> I was listening to a, a talk show and they were talking about how the Senators, like every... You mean a competitor. What's up? Yeah, a competitor, <laughs> exactly. I was listening to the a competitor. Um, and they were talking about how every Senators game, you should try to take the over. And I was thinking about it today. Like, should I put a, like a few bucks on this on the Senators Leafs game, and maybe I'll take yeah. the over. I'm glad I didn't. It was a two-one hockey game, <laughs> right? Yeah. 
So, yeah. Yeah, I guess that is a good uh, that is good good advice though for like you know if you're trying to bet on something you want some type of consistency. Yeah. And you know the Leafs scoring a lot of goals on the Senators is something you can probably expect, but you know maybe if you listen to the first half of this podcast you might not agree with that take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why you gotta listen to the whole thing, guys. Yeah, to yeah. The whole thing. Did you hear about uh, so? The Penguins, yeah, they came out with a report and said Sidney Crosby is the only Penguin that's untouchable. Everyone else is fair game. Wow. What do you think about the Penguin situation, man? If that's true, is that true? Uh yeah, man. So like, I, I saw, I saw that. I, I believe it was on Twitter again. Uh, you can't really believe everything on Twitter, but um, yeah. like the Penguins, they they've had a good run, right? Like uh, Sydney uh, Sydney Crosby after they drafted him, they got and they also picked and they also got Malkin. I think the year before they got Malkin, and they, then they got Crosby the year after. Um, they've got three cups, yeah. right, in their run. Yeah, so, they've done. Yeah, they've done great things. Yeah, so for there's sure. so there's been some rumors, man. Like, do you? Do you move on from some of uh, from these guys into like a a little bit of a rebuild, a rebuild, and you get what you can for these assets, right? And that's interesting. Jimmy Rutherford, their uh, their GM, he just recently stepped down. I believe it was for some medical reasons. Um, and oh, okay. now Brian Burke and there's uh, the guy from. Philadelphia, man, his his name, I forgot his name. Anyways, guy, he played he he played goalie for the Flyers, um, and they're managing they're managing the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, organization now. Oh, okay. And so okay, yeah. they were talking about, oh, what are the next steps for this team? Um, are you gonna go ahead and do a rebuild? Uh, what, what are the next steps? So that that was that's what they were talking about, man. Like Crosby is the only untouchable, and everyone else is basically fair game. Um, yeah. So you have you have some pretty big notables there, right? Like you have ex Leaf Kasperi Kapanen. Yep. Yep. You know you have obviously Evgeny Malkin, Cody Cece. Yeah. Ex Leaf like Cody, Cody Cece. I like Cody CC. Yeah. Um, Chris Letang. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, this is an interesting time. I mean, they don't really have a great goalie right now. Yeah. But, uh, Jari's been okay. Yeah, like, I mean, but, you know, like, I'm just thinking, like, I guess I'm biased, but I'm only thinking Leafs targets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. Like, none of these guys are an upgrade over... Um, Freddie, right? Oh, okay, so, okay. You're 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 looking that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're looking back up. No, no, no. I'm just thinking about like. Oh, in general. Do they blow this team up? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, I think you have to recognize it's kind of like what we were talking about with another couple of franchises, right? But you have to recognize when it's time, right? Like and the earlier that you recognize it's time and you don't grasp at straws like the blessing about covid for a lot of these sports teams is that they can let go you know like they can 
they don't have to sell tickets right now. That's not what they have to do. That's true. So so they can do the best thing for the actual sports franchise for once, you mm-hmm. know, cuz a lot of times a lot of times, you know, these teams will hold on to dear life for what they've been able to sell, right? Cuz really at the end of the game at the end of the day it's a business, right? And you want to drive fans in the door, right? There's two ways to do that. There's um obviously the, you know, success and then there's um nostalgia and holding on to the team that succeeded right Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what that's kind of what the penguins have been doing right like they've obviously won in different forms but you know for the most part like Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby have been the centerpieces right 100% you had Marc-Andre Fleury as well which they kind of moved on with yeah moved on from and I think that was probably a big mistake you know looking back at it yeah man Flurry's Flurry killed the league ever since he left, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe, maybe, um, maybe him getting, maybe him not being protected as the goaltender, kind of ticked him off, you know, yep. and and that that got him going. But yeah, I mean, they do have a lot of great pieces here, but S- yeah, Sydney's not getting any younger, right? Yep. Like he's he's what he's thirty four this year, I believe so. Yep, like that's around that's around the you know kind of the end of his career you know he's getting there yep same with afghani malkin he's turning 35 this year yep you know are you gonna have these guys playing into their 40s like yager probably not right like uh so you know it's it's good to recognize when your team's kind of done and you know the trade deadline's coming up so you know, start selling off your pieces. Try to get some people who who are in playoff contention that you know are kind of getting antsy about their roster. They're doing well, but they could use some of the Penguins' um, assets. And you know, start start building up those um, those draft pick kind of reservoirs. Right. Yeah. That's what you that's what you got to do. Right. So I think it's actually a smart move. Um, you know, nobody's been talking about the Penguins winning the cup. Yeah. So. Um, there's too many teams for them to even go through, right? Like, there's no way I don't see the Penguins winning in any case this year unless everybody gets injured, right? Yep, so, yep. um, yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time to blow it up, and um, obviously not what Penguins fans probably want. Yeah, but you know, sometimes you just gotta return to being irrelevant for a little while, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, Sidney Crosby was a first overall pick, and you get that by being irrelevant. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I think it's time, man. They had their run, you know, legendary run for sure. Yep. Um, definitely were the team to beat in the the late two thousands, early two thousand and tens, right? So, definitely, man. They've had their dynasty moments. It's just sometimes, you know, you gotta you gotta pull the plug, and that's what this is, I think. Yeah, man. I like again. This might be a hot take, right? But, like, you're right. I think the Penguins are sitting in a division where they're up against the Bruins, Islanders, Flyers, and to lesser extent, in my opinion, the Capitals. And, yeah, like, again... The Capitals are kind of getting to that spot too, though, eh? Yeah, where man. They're, it might be time. Yeah, they're kind of, like, dwindling in that mid- middle-tier kind of team, right? Um, so... Yeah, man, like, I don't see the Penguins getting, like, I, I don't see them competing for a championship. And at the end of the day, no. at, at the end of the day, 
that's what like professional sports is about. Are you going to compete for a championship or not? Um, I think yeah. those days are behind them. Um, so this might be the best time for them to do it. I don't exactly. I don't expect them to do it though. I feel like there's too much, uh, like you said, that nostalgia, and uh, you know, like people are just competitive, right? And they want to keep, they want to keep going, keep giving it a go. So I yeah. don't think they're gonna trade either Crosby, Malkin, or Latang. But man, that might be the best way to go right now. Sell their stock high. Um, get what you can for them, and maybe if like, it maybe in a couple of years you're back at it, right? You've got some young guns, and yeah, you're back in the mix. Uh, they they kind of remind me of the Raptors, man. Like they had their run. And maybe now it's time to, you know, like sell what you can sell and prepare for the future. Yeah, I agree. I think it's time, man. And, you know, like I said, it's this is the perfect time to do something like this because you're not worried about selling tickets. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're not worried about being the Ottawa Senators of the leagues where, you know, more team, more player, more fans show up for the, the away team. Right. Like. That's not going to happen to you. So, um, yeah, just do it, man. You, you got to rip the Band-Aid off. And, you know, it, yeah, like, I mean, it's also hard to trade an Afghani Malkin right now. Like, isn't he on a monster deal? Yeah. I well, mean, I guess it's not a monster anymore. Yeah, but, comparatively, right? Um, yeah, relatively, it's probably not as not as much. But yeah. still, like, I mean, for a 35-year-old Afghani Malkin, it's probably still a lot, you know? Yeah, so. but, like, even then, man, like, think about it. Like, if if the Penguins aren't going anywhere, the Penguins could agree to, like, eat a little bit of the cap. Like, let's say 25%. Oh, that's true. Right? That's like, true. Yeah, that's true. And that makes it a little more palatable for the team trying to acquire I always forget that they can do that, man. Yeah, Crosby or even Latang, right? Like... Man, like I, I would hate to see this happen, but like Latang, and uh, Latang is from Montreal. Sidney Crosby grew yeah. up watching the <laughs> Canadians, right? Like, imagine the Canadians pulled off a deal to get Crosby, right? Dude, that would be wild, right? Like all of a sudden, the Leafs have something to worry about, really, right? Like, for sure. Right yeah. now, a lot of the a lot of the forward the forward group of of the Canadians is very young and they're relying a lot on those young guns and they picked up Josh Anderson this off season. But yeah, regardless, man, like if they pick up a Crosby and they might be inclined to do so, man, like their, their window is open as long as Carey Price is playing. If Carey Price is done, yeah, that team falls apart. And so, yeah, I agree. And Carey Price, they, they really haven't had much of a run in the playoffs. So, um man like i've heard rumors did he get a cup he did get a cup right no he didn't man no he didn't no. He, got, he got to the finals though no i don't think he's they've ever i think the uh, the furthest they've been is the third round definitely the second round i don't know if they've made it to the conference finals i'm gonna have to google this right yeah. now because yeah i know he's had monster runs in the yeah um the playoffs, but I felt like he hadn't won a cup or maybe he had just won one. So like Carey Price is 33 as well. Like how much longer is Carey Price going to play, right? So, and he's a goaltender. Like 
those guys usually don't play into their late thirties anyways. So they might be inclined to, you know, go for it. And maybe they make a run at a guy like Crosby, maybe Malkin or even Latang, right? Latang's from Montreal. So I guess that makes a little bit of sense as well. Yeah. Yeah. So he did play in the conference finals, but then he got hurt in game one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so he he kind of made it to a conference finals, kind of didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right though. Uh, without like, I mean, Carey Price is also um one of those goaltenders that doesn't come around very often, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. replacing him is gonna be super super tough, right? Yep. And you just don't get out of that hole easily. And then you know the the Canadians do look a lot better because they have you know. Carey Price cleaning up a lot of mistakes, right? Oh, yeah, so, 100%, man. Um, this team yeah, goes as you're far right, as Carey you're Price Yeah, you're right. His window is definitely closing, yeah. so, so it might, they could uh, definitely make that move. Yeah, and they've got some young pieces, right? And they probably... Yeah, they do. I don't know if they have the draft capital but off the top of my head, but um, they could probably offer the Penguins a bunch of, a bunch of draft picks um, and some young pieces, so... I think yeah. I I think that makes some sense. Like it sounds crazy to think about. Hey man, you got to trade Crosby and Malkin and Latang, but when you start linking it to a team like Carey Price or like Carey Price, like Montreal, um, it makes sense, right? Like, yeah, Montreal needs that veteran uh, presence, and especially uh, in in their forward group. So, I hope they don't do it. But I can see, I can see the fit there. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Now that you mention it, I can see it too. I couldn't see any place for Sidney Crosby to kind of land, but that makes a lot of sense. A team like the Habs or the Habs themselves, like yep. you know, just need that one kind of central piece to kind of bring it all together. And yeah, you might be able to go on a run, and you know that might be something that entices Sydney as well, right? Like, 100%, it man. might be the one way that he's willing to leave Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Is to go and play for a team that he watched growing up, and you know he has a chance to kind of maybe make a run at something, right? Yeah. So and bring a cup to Canada for the first time yeah, since yeah. What was it '67 when the Leafs won last? No, it was in the '80s with the Oilers. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So since the 80s, Canada, right? Yeah. So that would be huge, man. Like Crosby comes home, wins his fourth cup with the team he grew up watching after what, almost 40 years with a Canadian team not being able to win. Yeah, that would be huge. That would be huge. Right. There's another storyline for Jenny's you. Jenny's all about the storylines. There you today. go. All about the storylines. <laughs> I should be a journalist, man. You got to give yeah, this Cairo yeah. thing up. Yeah, you. Yeah, I don't know what you did with that, man. <laughs> Messed up. <laughs> that's, all right, man. That's all I have. Yeah, I don't man. know if you have anything else. Yeah, that's that's about all I can I can muster for today. All right. Well, you heard it here first on the Rec Center podcast. Sidney Crosby will be traded to <laughs> the Habs later this year. <laughs> We'll watch out for that hot take to come to fruition. William you know, manifest, you know, speak it into existence. Yep. William Nylander is going to put up points tomorrow and same oh, yeah. with John Tavares. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. So, all right. You've been listening to the Rec Center podcast. This has been episode number 14. 
Thank you for listening and uh, have a good one. Till next time, boys. Take care. Later.